0: To Dice Don't Die, a Pathfinder 2nd Edition podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Dice Don't Die's Deep Dive. Tonight, we're going to be talking about some of the announcements from Gen Con and. We're certainly looking forward to it, but first, we've got a more serious subject to talk about. I'm Chad, and tonight, I'm talking with Beth. Hello. David. Hello. And Sarah.
1: Howdy. Chad's right. Before we talk about Gen Con and some of the other upcoming releases, we need to talk about the shitstorm of different allegations from former employees. And... Actually, some from current employees. This started when news broke that former Paizo customer service and community manager, Sarah Marie, was fired for unknown reasons. She dealt, obviously, with customer service issues, uh, but forum moderation as well, and again, community management. She was well known on the forums and in the community. When she was fired... Diego Valdez, also in customer service, quit in solidarity and said it was due to a hostile work environment for management over the past three weeks. And that's kind of all we know about that situation. Uh, Sarah Marie's Twitter is private, and Diego didn't go into a lot of specifics, just said the last three weeks have been really bad um, involving management. There were And that's kind of it. Uh, And he, there was at one point a rumor that he was fired. He clarified that he did, in fact, quit. When this news broke, Jessica Price, a former employee, shared quite a few bad experiences, hostile work environment uh, issues and other things that happened uh, prior to her departure in 2014. When Jessica did that, it it was quite a thread of, uh, it was all on Twitter. By the way, all of these links will be in the description. Uh, Someone by the name of Crystal Frazier, again, another former employee, I think she left the company in 2018. Uh, So Crystal also shared some experiences, including some transphobic phobic policies held by the company. Right after that, Owens, well, I say right after that, all of this came out kind of over Wednesday, Thursday, Friday before Gen Con. Well, Gen Con started on Thursday. So that would be, let me look at a calendar. Uh, September 15th, 16th, 17th is when most of these statements I'm talking about have come out. So then Owen Stevens talked about his experiences. He is a former uh, game designer. uh, Both good and bad uh, at Paizo. Uh, Lisa Gullet, I think is how you pronounce her last name, uh, then came out on Facebook with a statement. Again, good and bad experiences uh, working at Paizo. All of these people, I do believe, worked at the company prior to 2018. Uh these four people uh talked about how much they loved working with Paizo. Quite a few of the people, they knew who the good people are, but definitely knew who the bad people were as well. Then obviously, like you said, Gen Con happened. Uh so things got a little hectic, shall we say. Uh Jeff, the current president. Uh, released a statement on the forums. It was kind of a just a quick, "Hey, we know this is going on." It was not a lot, but again, link in the description. Uh, then during GenCon, Mark Seifert released a extremely long. I I, I think three Twitter threads now. Uh, talking about issues in the industry. Now, he is currently a Paizo employee. He is the a game design manager right now. And he talked uh, about the abysmal pay, ma- many things that we already knew, uh, but it was really good to get really broken down. Uh, so he talked about distribution chains, pay gaps, what goes into a book, stuff like that uh and his experiences again some good some bad uh Jason Bowman uh released a statement his statement went up uh looks like on the 15th um <clears throat> so he addressed the allegations against him of um sexual harassment and then retribution for that said sexual harassment. Uh, in my opinion, it was a very good statement. Explained his side of the uh, situation and took accountability for his actions. Uh, read it. Eric Mona also released a statement explaining some of the allegations against him uh, from Jessica Bryce. So yesterday, <laughs> that brings us all to yesterday, which is September 20th. Uh, Jeff, uh, I think his last name is uh, Aldraz or something like that. I, I apologize. Uh, he fin- released a statement saying, okay, here is what we have done to address some of these issues in the past. Here's some of the things we're going to do in the future. Uh, some specific, some what I call corporate speak. Just we will talk to our managers. Okay. Uh, this is just a slim overview of everything that has sort of come out in the last week. There's not a ton of details or evidence um but i obviously wanted to talk about this and like wanted to get your guys's read on it and like i said i will put everything in the description please go and read their actual what they're saying i i just want to put that (laughs) put that out there like don't just get this from me read what people are saying.
2: Yeah, I I agree with that. Um I I've, I've read through not all of it, but most of it. Um and you know like Beth said, it's it's all allegations made by one you know someone or another. But, you know, these are also issues that you're not you aren't going to be able to prove unless someone had like a camera in the room. Yeah. But, you know, also, this kind of talk doesn't come out of nowhere.
1: Right. I- exactly.
2: S- some some amount of this must be true. There's so many, you know, former employees talking about the same kind of issues from management over and over and over again.
1: Yeah. And in uh, Jason's statement, like... Uh, I, I do want to specify an Eric's statement as well. They do co- uh, collaborate and or collaborate, corroborate. corroborate corroborate Jessica's statement. Now they're from the, their point of view, so it is a little different. But they do essentially say like what she's saying is not wrong. And we know that there were management issues because Paizo has admitted to management issues in the past. Just last year, when Agents of Edgewatch came out and they said, oh, you know, some of our employees came to us and and had concerns about this and we didn't listen. We're going to improve on that. Well, here are more examples of times that they didn't do that. Now Here we are
3: again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The consequences of our actions.
3: Dang. Uh, who could have seen it coming?
1: Yeah. Now, again, these allegations are coming from 2018 and, and further back. Jessica left in 2014. Uh, like I said, I believe Crystal left in 2018. I could be wrong on that date. Uh, none of those people, Jessica, Crystal, Owen or Lisa currently work at the company. Um, But there are people who do work at the company that are giving their experiences. And I think that we should listen to that, obviously. Um, These people are saying, yeah, it's gotten better. But there's always improvements to be made. And I think, personally, we need to hold accountable and say look you know you have these issues how are you gonna fix them what else did you guys want to want to mention
3: i guess uh, my thing is like i'm just so tired right like i'm exhausted that we have to keep talking about this Mm mm-hmm And like not, you know, not specifically just at Paizo or not even specifically like just in the TTRPG company community, but really all across tech, all across pretty much any industry that we have to, we have to keep having this conversation It is 2021. We have to keep teaching people that sexual harassment is bad. And that seems absurd to me, right? And I'm so tired of having to go through this every time where someone comes forward with allegations and we have to talk about them. And the company makes promises that they're going to do better and they're going to improve these things. And...
1: Then we you never know, hear about it again. But,
3: and we never hear about it again. And nobody really gets fired or held accountable for anything that they did. And then everything just kind of goes back to the way that it was. Mm-hmm. And so we have to keep doing this mm-hmm. every year, every six months. And it's exhausting.
1: It is. Absolutely.
3: I just want to be excited about the new releases. And instead, now I have to be mad about this. Yep.
1: No, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. It's just exhausting. So, to kind of wrap it up, there's a couple of things I wanted to mention. Uh, there are two things I personally... I'm going to be consistently pushing for Paizo to address. Uh, I really want to know why Sarah Marie is fired. Uh, Now, more on that in a second, on why we probably will never know. But it's really, really odd that she was fighting with management for three weeks and then now doesn't have a job.
2: Three days before Gen Con?
1: three days, community manager fired three days before Gen Con, or I think it was actually two days. This is wild, wild to me. Anyway, the other thing is honestly the allegations that Crystal Frazier talked about. Some of that level of transphobic company policy, HR policy, uh, that they had a different freelancing rules, for transgender freelancers. Which is inappropriate. I, I want that addressed specifically. Uh, and that was what Crystal Frazier talked about on her Twitter. By the way. So yeah. Just some. Um, th- those are the two things specifically. That I want to see addressed at a company level. Obviously they have management problems how are you addressing that Jeff's post uh on yes uh, on Monday yesterday uh, essentially said we're going to talk to the managers we're going to we're going to put out a survey i i don't think that's enough that's me personally not to
3: sound dramatic um but in my opinion you? this sorry yeah me <laughs> um but this level of not listening to your employees like not taking people's concerns seriously um and also quite frankly this level of like allegations isn't something that you fix by talking to your employees like this isn't something that's that's fixed by talking to management this is a personnel issue and this is this is a core issue of their outlooks and their attitudes towards the people they manage, and that's not going to be something that sitting down in a conference room for an hour is going to fix.
1: You you we're need doing to replace some them. online training.
3: You need to replace them.
1: Uh, I don't think we're ever going to fully un- know what happened there. I really don't. Uh. Anyway. So, I said that we're probably never going to learn why Sarah Maria is fired. This is why. Just a reminder, especially because we do have people who listen to this podcast outside of the United States. Uh, Washington is an at-will employment state, as is Missouri, which is where I live, as is Kansas, where some of you live. That means you can be fired at any time with no reason given. They are aren't going to tell us because that opens up ways for litigation to happen. Now, of course, there are exceptions to that. There are definitely still wrongful firing suits that could happen. As far as I'm aware, Sarah Marie is not doing any of that, but I don't know. And I'm not speaking for her. I am just saying from my perspective, it is unlikely that we will hear anything about that because Washington is an at-will state, Paizo does not have a union. So I do want to say a big call-out to a bunch of community organizers who are pushing on this issue, both on the forums as well as uh, other spaces. Uh, I, again, want to... Big, big call-out to Mark Seifter and Aaron Shanks. Aaron Shanks... mentioned him yet and I should have. Uh also uh released some stuff on Twitter just saying, you know, how much he appreciates his freelancers. He is the PR guy. Uh he has been actually really good about taking some of the things that that the community is saying to his management, uh to the upper echelon, the C suite, if you will. Uh, he is trying to bring that, start those discussions. And he has been very good, in my opinion, of reaching out to the community, getting that feedback. Now, what management does with that, we don't know. I don't know what Jeff's going to do with that information. But, you know, I don't know what Eric and Bowman, I I don't know. But I really appreciate Aaron taking that criticism, uh, and that feedback and gathering it and organizing it. Uh, and I've, I've been an active part of that. And that's been really interesting to see. Paizo has done, Paizo as a company has done some shit things in the past. We, we know this, we've talked about it on this podcast before. And I think as community members, we need to keep constantly holding them accountable asking the questions of what are you doing to fix these issues with that being said i am not canceling my subscriptions i'm not calling for a boycott i'm still hopeful uh about paizo i believe that they can make good changes and i believe that they have done a lot of good for the for the tabletop role-playing community when we talk about diversity and inclusion and th- those are o- have always not always those are important to Paizo's values now. And I do feel that not even at a surface level, the creatives, the designers, that's definitely part of their design philosophy, which is great. I just, I just need more. You know what I mean? So, but I am still hopeful. I will always push for more, but there are a lot of people that I love and support. I personally think Owen Stevens said it best in his statement. Quote, I support holding Paizo accountable for any wrong it has committed. I support working with Paizo to keep putting out products, to give new creators voices, and allow many of the best, kindest, most generous writers I know weave a world of wonder. And that statement, end quote, that statement really resonated with me. Because that's what it comes down to, to me. Holding them accountable and weaving a world of wonder. Mouthful, I know. It may sound idyllic, but that's how I feel. Any closing statements? Anything else you guys want to say?
0: Start being better people.
1: (laughs) That's it? You know, everybody. Stop being
2: a jerk.
1: (laughs) Everybody. Just be a better person. Just do it.
2: I don't I don't know may, maybe some some of the other people who have a little more like you know religious church
3: background can tell me but s-
2: somewhere didn't Jesus say don't be a dick?
3: <laughs> yeah, like roughly translated. Hey, okay. my dad my dad's Probably a pastor. Room. He's about to become a actually he is a bishop now. <laughs> And as the daughter of a bishop, I can confidently say that if you spark notes like most of the New Testament, it's Jesus being like, hey, don't be a dick. Yeah.
1: I had no idea where you were going with that, and I loved it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Thank you for, oh, that's, that's perfect. We're gonna end it right there.
2: We'll just we'll just Actually, re- no. break out of that serious topic. And that was, <laughs> that <Deep> was... <laughs> we'll see y'all next time.
1: No, 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 no.
2: No. It is
0: fun no, no, oh. no.
1: We need to talk about upcoming products that the people that we love uh at Paizo put a lot of heart and soul into. There were some really good announcements at Gen Con. Uh That I still want to talk about. So. It's one of those things like. We know there's issues. That we would like to see. You know continually be addressed. But there's a lot of. Really creative. Good people. Who put a lot of hard work. Into some really good looking products. (laughs) And I'm not even just talking to the writers. Man that art team. Oh, it's so good with gen con over uh, as of sunday uh what is coming out in the rest of 2021 and what are we looking forward to to 2020 i'm gonna kind of read through a list kind of quickly and we're gonna go through but, and
2: 2022
3: did, we're not did you going just think backwards 2020
1: oh hell no oh god ever well, time no, no. travel
3: because i would like <laughs> to immediately stop that
1: No, 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 no. Definitely
2: relive that year. Yes. Oh dear lord. Twenty twenty two is actually just twenty twenty part two. (laughs) Twenty twenty never
0: ends. No,
1: that's twenty (laughs) twenty (laughs) one. All right, moving on. No, no, no. What has come out in twenty twenty one? What is going to come out? We've got a couple months left. And what we're looking forward to in 2022. Uh, so real quick, I did attend a couple of panels. Uh, I attend in air quotes, uh, a a few panels. Uh, and personally, I would recommend the panel that was on Guns and Gears, which is coming out, uh, in October. Uh, very fun panel. They talked about a couple other products that we're going to be mentioning here in a second. Uh, but a couple of the game designers, Mark Seifert, uh, Michael Sayer and Avi Cool. Best name. Best <laughs> name ever. Avi Cool. Uh, they're great. Uh, really awesome panel. Uh, but then there's another one that's uh talking about the adventure paths. It was like uh telling telling tales. There was a Pathfinder version and a Starfinder version. Definitely watch that. It was very good. It was very good. Obviously, the keynote is gonna have all the high notes. Um, and then there were just some really good panels, but those are the ones I'd recommend. So upcoming products, October, we've got Lost Omens, the Grand Bazaar, which is just a giant book of items. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. It's been delayed a couple of times. As many of you know, there's been a lot of shipping problems. (laughs) Uh, really, really excited. Guns and Gears is coming out. There was initially an announcement that Guns and Gears was going to get delayed. That got cancelled. So it is coming out in October, but not the pocket version. The pocket version is still delayed. So FYI. Inventor and Gunslinger are going to be included in Guns and Gears, so that's really, really exciting. Uh, And they talk more about that at that panel, so very good. Uh, November, I did want to mention this. There is a Hero Point deck. Coming out. Where when you spend your hero point, you can draw a card from this deck and it has an effect. Like a different effect. It's going to be interesting.
0: Is it always going to be a positive effect?
1: I would assume so.
0: Or is it occasionally you draw one? Oh, your sword just broke in half.
1: That would suck. Great. Uh, I think it's mostly flavor. (laughs)
3: You get to use your hero point so you crit against that monster, but also your pants fall down. <laughs> there. That sucks, man.
1: <laughs> so, it's going to be in the same kind of line as the critical fumble, or, or, yeah, the critical fumble and the critical hit deck. Um, it is kind of odd to me that they're releasing this, but people are starting to to meet in person again, so that's that's good. It it's been in the works apparently for a really long time, and then just kept getting pushed because COVID nineteen. So um, it is interesting that that's coming out, and I, I we'll probably talk about it a little bit. We'll we'll read off some of the more ridiculous ones. Uh, in December. Oh, you forgot finally. One. What you forgot? One. No, no, I didn't.
2: Yeah. They, they no. also announced, and Beth, d- Beth didn't want to do it, but I'm doing it anyway. Uh, they announced a fun-sounding card game called Goblin Firework Fight, which it just sounds like, you know, a nice little chaotic 15-minute card game that you can play. I love this.
1: Yeah. A lot of people do.
2: Something about gobl- goblins trying to steal fireworks from some kind of a...
1: From the Swallowtail Festival and Sandpoint. So, uh, if you guys are familiar with, uh, Rise of the Rune Lords, that's the first, like, encounter that you have in Rise of the Runelords. It, it, it's, like, the very first thing Paizo ever put out, is this adventure path that was originally for, uh, D&D 3.5. Uh, goblins attack this festival, and, uh, you have to find out why, and... Starts you down this whole rabbit hole where eventually you take out the Eslante rune lords. So, uh, but, anyway,
2: but this is way more chaotic. You just play as goblins and steal fireworks.
1: Yeah. So, yes, so exactly. Yeah, Th- this has nothing to do with the adventurers, <laughs> F those longshanks. Uh, you are all goblins setting off fireworks, causing chaos and squealy nord if you know who that is he's a pig pig uh is involved got to love squealy nord i'm excited
3: for the pig you're just a <laughs> bunch of goblins setting off fireworks as the gods mm-hmm. intended
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're not incorrect actually
3: like like what existence could be better than just being a goblin and doing Exactly, Absinthe whatever stuff. chaotic stuff you want to, yeah. No, that's, that's the dream,
1: it is kind of the dream. Um, so in December, finally, we are getting Absalom City of Lost Omens. I have been waiting for this book. I'm gonna be honest. I thought that book came out like six months ago. It, it was supposed it. to! David! <laughs> you you, you <laughs> take an assault packet and you're just <laughs> dumping it on the wound! No, it's been delayed. Like six months. I'm not even joking. I, I think it might be even actually longer than that. Ugh. Broke my heart. Because think about it. City of Lost Omens was supposed to come out at, I think, the conclusion of Agents of Edgewatch. Because that took place in Absalom. That was a year ago. I wish you all could see my face right now. (laughs) But anyway, it is... It is finally coming out. They are not delaying it. It will be in my hands. Now, they didn't mention it so this might be delayed, but I think we are still getting Monsters of Myth in December. But it might be pushed to January. So just be on the lookout for that, because it's going to be pretty cool. It is not a bestiary, either. It is a Lost Omens book. So it's going to be, you know, world-setting lore, Monsters of Myth. It's, it's going to be great.
2: It, it, it sounded Uh-oh. similar to uh, Legends.
1: Well, it it does.
2: Heroes, but they're talking about monsters.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so if you like the Legends book, which I did, it'll be great. So then we're now in twenty twenty two. None of the dates other than the APs and even then when we saw with fists of the Ruby Phoenix, even APs can be delayed, so you know understand dates are a little meaningless right now.
3: Subject to change without notice.
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh, We've got a new, we've got actually two new one to 10 adventures. So instead of one, one to 20, we're going to get two one to 10s, which little disappointed that we're not getting a 10 to 20. But they kind of talked about it in one of the panels. They were like, we felt that these stories needed to be for one to 10. And those are really popular. So I get it. Uh, The first one is called Quest for the Frozen uh, Flame. Uh, The placeholder art for it, because I don't think it's the final artwork. It looks so cool. It's giving me Winter Witch vibes.
0: Ooh. Uh,
1: The first book is called Broken Tusk Moon. Great band name. Uh, and it has to deal with the mammoth lords. So, megafauna, gonna be great. Uh, and then after that, we have a new uh adventure coming out called uh Outlaw Outlaws of Alkenstar. So Alkenstar is like high tech, low magic. So in the country magic doesn't work the same as it does in the rest of galarian it's unpredictable uh and you're going to be able to kind of pick how unpredictable so you could go super low magic like sorry you, there's no spellcasters here uh or it can be you know mostly predictable except for a few oddities But because they don't have magic, that's why they're... That's where a lot of the guns and gears come from. That's where guns were developed. A backpack ballista. That's one of the things that's coming out in Guns and Gears. So excited for that. So it's, yeah, it's called Outlaws of Alkenstar. And, uh, it looks really cute. It looks fun. Uh so that's the like first six months of twenty twenty uh APs. Then we've got uh Knights of Last Wall should have should finally come out. That's another book that's been delayed. So uh that'd be really great. Um Book of the Dead was announced. Major hype, mm-hmm. very excited. uh, there's gonna be player options to be a skeleton and a mummy. Mhm
3: that's amazing. I love
1: it, yeah, it's gonna be great.
0: I think one of the arts was like just a demulich mm-hmm. sort of thing, like it, it, mm-hmm. or at least they had the head of a delit goal and
1: yeah it's it's gonna be great it'll look cool, <laughs> yeah, the cover art looks fantastic. Uh, So that'll be in 2022. And then they announced, this is the first time we've heard of this, a book called Dark Archive. So this is our new occultism book. And we're getting two new classes. And the playtest started on Monday. (laughs) Look, this little nerd is very happy. So we have the Psychic, uh, which is a, a spellcaster, but limited spell list. So, uh, But it is the occult spell list. Uh, definitely check it out. It, it's very cantrip-based. Uh, so very interested to see where that's going to turn. And then there's the Thaumaturge. Thaumaturge Ooh. is a magical class but is not a spellcaster i'm really interested to see where the playtest takes it there's definitely some issues it's it's an items class so everything is about like using items and so and it's a melee class so there's like like i said there's definitely going to be some changes but I'm excited. It's a cool idea, and I can't wait to uh, see it come to fruition. They talked a little bit about the iconics in one of the panels. Uh, Mm. Definitely check that out. Because the iconic for that, for Thaumaturge, they look (laughs) amazing. Uh, There's a link in the description if you can find it, because there's like a million links in the description of this episode. There's a link to a good Reddit post that uh, Pretty much, like cracks me up and and made me love the iconic even more. But th- that's I would like what to said.
3: say uh, that the thaumaturge is going to become my new favorite class because I used to be a camp counselor, and they sound exactly like a camp counselor who is just they pack every item into their backpack okay. that they could possibly imagine because they need to be prepared for every situation that could possibly happen. And I just love the thought of like somebody whipping off, you know, like this huge camping hiking backpack and just like tearing items out being like, hang on guys. Hang on. No, I got, I got something for this. I got, Hey, just hang on. No, st- listen, bad guys. Stay over there. Okay. Hang on. I got something for this. And then you like reach the bottom of the pack and you're like, Oh, right. Hang on. It was in my jacket pocket. And then you just like, you know, <laughs>
1: If there is not a fanny pack, I'm going to be disappointed.
3: Hey, listen, if there- I would love to make, and hear me out, the cargo pants of holding.
1: Mm, That's cursed.
3: It's cursed, but think about how useful it would be.
1: No, that's a cursed item. It's definitely- you put those on, you'll never take them off, and everyone is going to call you dad.
3: I fail to see the downsides. Just saying that sounds like the opposite of a problem.
1: It well, is a cursed item. That is all.
0: Living things can't exist in the bag of. holding. Well, I can't like survive in the bag of holding, right?
1: Right, right. But it'd be so the. Pockets. Would your legs
0: like die if you put your legs into the? Cu-
3: no, the because handle? the pants themselves <laughs> aren't. I'm sorry. Do you stick your legs in the <laughs> pockets of your jeans? Why not, <laughs> Chad? I have a lot of but questions. No. Why?
0: Don't, why isn't there just like a pocket dimension inside the pants as well, and then your feet just somehow appear on the other side of the pocket dimension?
3: Because that's a terrible idea.
0: And then you know your what? legs are just dying on the inside of the pants.
1: I actually am. I'm kind of here for it. No, no,
0: it wouldn't no. work. I don't want this. This is horrible. Think
1: about it. Somewhere there is a dimension. Somewhere. Where some person's joke is just (laughs) out there.
0: Just
3: hanging
1: out.
0: I'm sorry I've created this.
3: Yeah, this is your fault, Chad. I take it all back. (laughs) For not understanding how pockets work.
1: There is a dimension where there's just legs.
3: No, I'm Everywhere. just conv- I'm just confused because, like, obviously the bag of holding is the pocket, Chad.
1: Yeah, no, no, definitely, it's just the pockets. <laughs> it's
3: just a bit of fabric, though. It's just. Yeah. The just fa- okay. Okay, okay. We're of moving bag.
1: on. We gotta With move on. Head. This is <laughs> cursed.
3: I feel like you're <laughs> intentionally misunderstanding the concept. Well, yes. Of course.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. This is so funny. All right. Anyway, <clears throat> dark eye is are Dark. You broke my brain, Chad. Dark kakar Vibes.
2: <laughs> the Dark Hives. The Dark Hives. <laughs> the dark hives is going to be a
1: great book. Oh, jeez. Anyway, we are finally going to get Kingmaker in 2nd Edition. I know a lot of people are excited about that. Uh, Spoiler, or not spoiler, shocker, I've never played Kingmaker as a TTRPG. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gasp. I know people talk about it like it's the best thing and I'm like
3: yeah I would like maybe. to say that I listened to a campaign of Kingmaker and it was indeed very enjoyable
1: yeah maybe I've just never done it and I have no interest in running that one and nobody I like I am Faye the GM on Twitter I'm the GM so the nobody's gonna DM. run it for me I am the GM. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. There's no GM better than me. Tell me I'm wrong.
2: Every other GM is just Beth in a mustache.
1: Yeah. Oh, so absolutely. Many characters to
2: die. So I will. Or not a
1: top be hat. Telling. Or like like that. Uh, oh. Superman curl.
3: Yep. Like the I G.A. take my curl. glasses off oh. and
1: the yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Listen, I didn't understand the Superman glasses disguise until I saw Zoe Deschanel. But like now, I kind of get it. Yeah, actually,
1: no, totally. She takes her glasses off. I'm like, who's that? Who who
2: well, is that? I mean, who's that? Do, don't you hear all all of the random stories that Tony Hawk tells
3: on Twitter? Lo- oh my gosh, I love oh, Tony Hawk they're stories. So good. There's oh, Anthony so Hawk, kind of like Tony Hawk. Yeah, I wonder what he's up I to. Know
1: this on a plane <laughs> yeah no i i love those <laughs> they're, they're so good. good
2: he is proof that the clark kent superman scenario could totally happen no
1: oh yeah. yeah all right we are off topic again so in addition to re-releasing products we are also and this was announced at Gen con we are getting an abomination vaults hardcover So, Abomination Vaults was the, like, crazy dungeon that they did. They're, like, adding some more stuff, uh, taking, uh, like, some of the back material out, but um, putting in a bunch more things about the town that's right outside Abomination Vaults. So, people are pretty excited for that. That's going to be, I think, April, but again, dates. Subject to change. Uh, They... There is a book. We have zero details. There is a book coming out called Lost Omens Impossible Lands. It's probably going to be like the Moongi Expanse, but for the Impossible Lands. Super excited about that. But we have zero details on that. I don't even think they were supposed to announce It It just kind of happened. It's an accident. Accident. And then finally... Finally, there is going to be a new undead-themed adventure path. So, for the second half of next year, it'll go from 1 to 20. It's going to be revolving around the Bloodlords in Geb, which is the undead nation. Are those vampires? Mm -mm. Uh, So... The ruler of Geb is a ghost Lich thing Mostly ghost okay. I think I thought he was a lich but he was apparently a ghost Uh but it, ghost It's lich. essentially a nation of undead Uh and necromancy Is just like all over the place Yeah they just said, blood
3: Bloodlord seems Very vampiric Of a title There
1: definitely will be some some Vampires some vamps for sure but pretty much any type of undead there's gonna be mummies there was a really interesting discussion at one of the panels that if you're a mummy but you lose all your wrappings do you become a skeleton
0: kind of depends like how long you've been decaying
3: yeah i was gonna say it depends how old you are
1: it could just be a ghoul anyway uh, it's gonna at be great. Point, the
0: bones wouldn't even be there anymore. They would have mm-hmm. at some point also eroded. So
3: True,
1: true. That like, takes uh, much longer uh, though. Much right?
0: longer time, but yeah. So it really depends.
1: Yeah, I'm on. really looking forward to that one. It is they keep they kept calling it like a a not explicitly an evil campaign, but it's definitely not a good campaign. I'm hoping that you can be evil characters like and they said you could um, but like it's going to be more goal oriented it might be one of those that you try one of the other morality systems uh, alignment systems that are in the um, game mastery guide might be a good one for that actually Um, but yeah I think that's it I'm positive I missed something but I think that's it (laughs)
0: there... Sorry, I might have missed it. You might have already talked about it. Was there an adventure path that went from, like, they announced le- going from level 16 to 20? No, and I don't like think artwork so. Artwork of, like, a guillotine
2: inside some party? Yeah, that was the Art. gray something. It was a it was one-shot adventure... If the text is oh, off my screen.
1: Okay, that might be. I I didn't um look into a lot of the the not the one shots, but like okay. the shorter adventures and the scenarios. I yeah. I I may have missed some of the scenarios. I You're thought it was supposed
0: to be an adventure past, so I'm
2: probably I'm just mistaken.
1: No, yeah. no, no, know
2: It it's a one shot called Night of the Grey Death.
1: Yep, I oh, just like... found it.
2: Something, uh, something, something. There's a town, and there's been a bunch of uprisings forever, and you're investigating them. I just
0: remembered here in the level sixteen twenty, and being like, I am nowhere near experienced enough to play that. To have to know your character so well to go just from zero to sixteen.
1: That's supposed to come out this year.
3: Well that's what I was going to say something about the the zero the the, the 1 to 10 adventures earlier uh, and then I got distracted by something else somebody had said um but I I like the 1 to 10 adventures because all of your abilities really build on each other and so like for example we just started playing and we started at level 11 and so every game, and it's getting, it's getting better now that we've played for a little bit, but like, the very first session, starting at level 11, I felt a little bit like I was drowning. Mm-hmm. Just because I was like, I don't even know what all the abilities I have are, or how they stack, or like you know what the best way to do this is and so like it's a it's a little bit more overwhelming i think to start at higher levels just because you don't have time to like get like build off of the initial like very base things that you have so
1: yeah and and not everybody plays the character building mini game to the Mm -hmm. level of say my husband who has you know 50 characters in a google drive somewhere Right. Yeah. No. 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 uh I can get that. I definitely do. I like the high-powered campaigns and like Mm -hmm. how you're like finally getting to see how your character sort of grows. But I definitely get like it. it, You want to get there. You want to feel like you've earned that level eleven. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I mean, I like I like playing our level eleven characters. Like it's it's really fun to be able to start. Um. To be, to be able to basically start a campaign and be like, yeah, I heal the entire bad. party for 60, 10 plus 60 hit points. That was funny. Which is a real thing that I did.
0: like, near death to max. Oh, yep. And I've still got way more spell slots
3: to go. Yep. Um,
1: that, that was amazing when that, that was happened. Was...
3: Thank you. I'm all nice it took was all three of my
1: those. actions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but well worth it.
3: Well, especially because it also hurt all of our enemies that were there. So, mm-hmm. killed so all the was,
2: enemies and healed all the good
3: guys. Yeah, <laughs> Lislan, I was the MVP.
1: Legit. No, it was really, it was really good. I, I'm enjoying those characters. So we're mm-hmm. we're playing not good characters for, uh,
2: Phoenix.
0: Tournament into
1: Ruby Phoenix. <laughs>
3: Fist of, <laughs> nope, of the Ruby Phoenix.
0: I'm going with Fist of the Ruby Phoenix. I'm going to make a Ruby Phoenix and put just boxing gloves on it. That's going to be my next graphic. That's
1: what it's oh. actually called, is Fist of the Ruby Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Got
1: it. Ugh. Okay, my brain is scrambled. Anyway, Night of the Grey Death is coming out October 2021. It is a deluxe gothic horror for level 16 characters. It would be perfect. For an October 31st, like, game night. I mean, it would probably be, like, a game day, because it's probably going to be, like, eight hours of gameplay, but mm-hmm. it'd be fun.
2: And I, and I think it longer. said, like, the, the, the first sort of encounter is, like, a a big masquerade party. So, you know, it fit nicely into some sort of a Halloween-esque. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah yeah all right let's talk about our favorite things that are coming up david you start first calling you out
2: we we mentioned the 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 dark archives the archives uh and beth got super excited about the thaumaturge but i am super excited about the psychic
1: well surprise surprise you're excited about a spellcaster
2: and I'm surprised about a spellcaster that isn't like a prepared spellbook spellcaster. This is a spontaneous mm-hmm. spellcaster, uh, but it it sounded super cool. Um, I, I, s- s- some of the mechanics in the playtest, I'm, I'm not so sure about. I'll just see, kind of see how that goes. Uh, but it sounded like you're, you know, you're a, you're a, basically a sorcerer, except that. A lot of your, you know, magic comes from psychic abilities.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. Because you, right now, you could be intelligence-based because you you have, you're disciplined. Yep. Or what was the other one? I can't remember now.
2: Uh, well, essentially, one of them was y- you were based on our intelligence and discipline, or you were um, uh, emotional, and it was based around... And, and your, your base stat was uh, charisma, so it's like wh- where like do you draw your psychic energy from your your emotions and your feelings, or do you mm-hmm. or have, have you like carefully calculated how you can manifest all of these powers and it 's based around your intelligence um, and, and you know it had these these really cool like two different aspects of um, you have your subconscious which is where you get your charisma or your intelligence based but then you also have this conscious part which is sort of like your subclass within the psychic class and that is where you either focus on i think one of them focuses on additional damage one of them i think focuses on like hindering your enemies and the other one focuses on specifically like tapping into your your own mind and other people's minds for you know awareness of scenarios whatever it it it's a really good read even if you even if you read it and you think you know i'm not sure so sure how viable this class is just like the the way that they've explained it i thought was really really well done
1: i absolutely agree
2: Good 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 writing whoever whoever worked on that. Yeah. And at level 16, you
3: can make someone's head explode.
1: <laughs> of course you're excited. Full scanner style, right? What?
3: I was going to say like what's the mechanic for that?
2: Uh you, oh, you if if you drop them down to zero hit points with some kind of a spell that has a psychic component, uh, then uh, maybe they make a save? I'm not sure. But if, if they fail, or somehow you initiate the head explode part, uh, it's like it, it's overloaded with psychic energy, and then it explodes, and then deals splash damage to everyone within, like, 15 feet.
3: And trauma.
2: Yeah. I'd imagine.
1: Has full scanners.
0: I was gonna say it just sounds like flavoring death, I'm flavoring the death already because you're just. It's just oh well, you drop them to zero hit points. Oh well, hey, you also get to make their head explode. No, the mechanic is actually oh no, you deal AOE damage
3: around mm-hmm. them for that.
0: Okay, now it makes more sense to
3: me. <laughs> hmm,
1: I
0: agree.
3: I was gonna say I, I feel like that. there's a lot of cool narrative options that you can do with that too, because like imagine being. Like, sort of like a typical bard situation, right? And then you're like, listen, I now have the power to, when I cast a spell, make people's heads explode. So there's a lot of, like, mind-blowing jokes in there, Mm -hmm. or like, man, they just, like, really couldn't handle how attractive I look. Blew their minds so (laughs) hard, they died. (laughs) That's funny. Entertaining narratively. I like it. I agree.
1: I love it. All right. Uh, Chad, you're up next. What's your favorite thing that you're excited about?
0: Mine is probably the most lame thing out of the whole, out of all the announcements.
1: But I love
0: the, uh, the automatons, the new ancestry. Kind of... <laughs> I don't know why. I just really do.
1: I love Dude, there's my... a lot of really cool ancestries to come out. Like but, I'm excited.
0: I think it's mostly because of the artwork of them. Like I'm gonna just paste that here in our chat for everybody, but they look so good. They look yeah, so regal, they do. and oh my god, the the magic mm. casting one.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And I don't know why I just get a. I I for some reason have this fascination with like robots like thinking all mechanically and scientifically mm-hmm. and then using magic or having, you know, like technological gods, even. And it's one of my favorite things. I don't know why it just is. And mm-hmm. I'm going to have to play an automaton at some point.
1: Yeah. I have to. No, for sure. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Uh, the artwork really does look really cool. Like, just the so idea cool. of a customizable construct player is cool. Mm-hmm.
0: But I think I am just stuck on, I don't know, robots at the moment, because I also this one isn't a Pathfinder announcement, because I love the announcement for Starfinder, where they're releasing mechs. Just mm-hmm, giant I saw robots that, that- People can pilot and go fight kaiju's in space. Just
2: so beautiful,
0: and they have weird like necro robots too. It's creepy but cool as heck. I don't know. Um, Yeah, if I ever get to play Starfinder, I want a Mac.
1: (laughs) I tell you what, like Starfinder is cool. Mm -hmm. Like it's not my jam. Yeah. Uh. For GMing. But here's the thing. uh, As a player. I loved it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway. Yeah. There's some really cool stuff coming out. For. uh, Starfinder too. But the automatons are cool.
0: The automatons are so cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) An automaton inventor. Where you would have like a mini me. (sighs) Oh yes. Oh, yes. Although the sad I'm
0: part is that. like, the inventors get to also make prosthetic limbs, I think. And so for an mm-hmm. automaton, it's just like, oh well, I also make just a replicant of the exact same metal arm I already had. You
1: don't just.
3: get but You to could make, make, make it out of different
1: materials.
3: I question yeah. about uh question about prosthetic limbs because i think i ran into this in some other situation where i would love to be able to make prosthetic limbs but then give them to people who already have the the prerequisite amount of limbs for their species (laughs) so now you're just like general grievousing them giving them extra (laughs) arms because that would be awesome like I do, I don't like the restriction that you have to give somebody a replacement arm. You can't give them another arm.
0: I want to say with General Grievous, he originally had two arms. Then they he, they just needed to be replaced after so much I don't know aging. Uh, and he so had four arms, came, and then he was just like, "All right, so I've got two metal arms. Can we split them into like four? Sure. Why not? Let's make you into a creepy spider robot thing. Go for it. And it was great. (laughs) Yes, I agree. I I want to be able to do that, Sarah.
1: That would be awesome. would be awesome. Sarah, your turn.
3: (sighs) Okay, this is going to sound really cheesy. Um, How dare you? But honestly, I'm just really excited for like everybody being really excited about stuff. Because <laughs> like one of listen, one of my favorite things is exactly what I've been doing right now, which is just playing off of other people being excited about stuff. Like I love hyping people up. I love listening to people talk about things that they're excited about. Mm-hmm. And so like there wasn't necessarily any now. Yes, I'm an enabler um there's not anything that i was necessarily like super hyped for i mean except for the thaumaturge and um their extremely fantastic artwork um just being a a camp counselor but like i think other than that like i'm just kind of like hyped all around but i'm like also really excited to see all my friends be really excited about stuff that's cute that's fair Thank
1: you. So, my favorite is something we didn't even talk about, which is terrible.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, my favorite is actually the announcement of Pathfinder Infinite. So, Pathfinder Infinite, you haven't got all of the stuff yet, but Pathfinder Infinite is like essentially a community content uh, program where you can, can create content with copyrighted materials, for FISOs, and actually get 50% of the revenue. Uh, from that. I'm really excited to see the fiction that's going to come mm. out. of. Like, yeah, sure. There's going to be some homebrew content. That's great. The fiction that's going to come out of this, please give me fanfic of all of the iconics. Like, please, mm-hmm. I will read that. Are you kidding me? Give me lore. Give me all the lore. Num, 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 num. I will eat all of it. <laughs> like uh, that's what I'm really excited for I'm really excited to see what the community comes up with because like the community is part of like why I even have a podcast like why we sit here and do this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. like I love it and so infinite Pathfinder infinite is I'm really excited but uh, also Outlaws of Alkenstar that looks cool like, low magic, high tech. Give me guns. Yeah. Just mm. like, I want a backpack ballista. Oh. Please, give it to me.
2: I'm concerned about leverage, but we'll see. The, uh, the, they they actually the... talked
1: about that in one of the forums. They were like, look, sometimes you just gotta do stupid stuff that doesn't make any gravity sense. It's not Earth. Get over it. And I'm like, that tells me... That they tried to make a model with a backpack ballista, and it kept falling over. (laughs) Oh, geez. Well, I think that wraps it up for today. A lot to talk about. I hope Mm -hmm. that you all also feel hopeful uh, with Paizo. Uh, Just be better. Just be better. And then we can be excited about all of the creative things that people are making and all of the fantastic artwork. Uh, I think that's it. Chad, take us out.
0: So yeah, there you have it. Those were our favorite things from the Pathfinder Gen Con announcements. What were your favorite announcements? Please let us know. And also in general, Please just remember to be a good person. Like Jesus said, don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. That's going to have to be scrubbed, I know it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Just don't be a dick.
0: But for now, we'll talk to you all again next time. And remember,
2: as per usual, dice don't die.
1: But player characters do.
2: Especially if they're being dicks.
1: It's true.
3: Thanks
0: for listening to Dice Don't Die. Hey, if you like what we do, please visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dice Don't Die, or email us at dice at gmail.com. The intro and outro song Crunk Knight were created by Kevin McLeod. More of his work and the work of many others can be found royalty free at filmmusic.io. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next adventure.